As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We are not good. What? We are not good, Chef. No. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Put it in the why the f*** do I watch this game? One of the local writers, Adam Hoagie, or Hogg, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Uh, and from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Adam Johns, go ahead. Hey, Matt, how, how you doing? Um, Coach Dicker versus the Hurricane, who would win? Dicker, Dicker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The name of the Hurricane is Hurricane Dicker. Here they are. Hogan Johns. Well, what's up? <laughs> We've done this show before. Can we just replay what we did in 2019? We've done it that year. We've done it other years. As the open we play a lot on this show suggests, it's just they they find a way. Once the games get played, they find a way to always amaze us. Use the word amaze. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily in a good way. Okay. Yeah. Baffle, confound, frustrate, confuse. Yeah. <laughs> Annoy, this, infuriate. Those are, all, those are very, uh, all those are very accurate. Uh, welcome in. Hogan Johns with you. A late night edition here, wrapping up a late afternoon beatdown of the Bears by the Green Bay Packers. Not how this game was supposed to go, even if, um, you know, the Packers came out on top. I I just did not expect after what we covered all offseason that they would just be thoroughly outplayed, outcoached in all phases the way they were. Uh, in this game, it was it was quite frankly shocking a little bit um, that this is how it unfolded, even for a team that, you know, we go into this kind of prepared to be doing post game episodes like this. But uh, nonetheless, thanks for being here. We are live on YouTube for those of you catching us late night. Uh, a lot of you also listening to the podcast, I'm sure, in the morning. So hopefully you got some sleep, woke up with a little bit more optimism then maybe you'll, you'll hear in these 30 minutes. Um, 
And a reminder, our post-game show is usually, it's kind of like a bonus episode every week. We don't go terribly long with these, uh, but we do like to get our thoughts out immediately when the game is over. What do you got, Johns? Well, to, to kind of come uh, comment, comment off of what you said there, um, like I think there were signs that there were problems incoming. Like the offensive line was just reshuffled, right? And yeah. there was questions about them to begin with. Nate Davis didn't practice, what was it, Thursday because of personal reasons after yep. missing a lot of time during the offseason. Training camp, preseason, all that. Um, the defense, this is like the first time we've seen them all together. Every projected starter all together on the same field at the same time. It's been a bit. So they're like there were signs that this could be a potential possibility, but at the same time, like DJ Moore, Justin Fields was working. The run game looked okay. There was promising points, you know, promising developments for other parts uh, of the team. So like what's surprising to me, like DJ Moore having two catches for 25 yards, like that's surprising for me. Like Justin Fields attempting like one deep ball over, over 20 yards, like everything that short. That felt surprising for me. Um, not so much that they they had that part of the pl- part of the game plan in, but the duration of it, the consistency of it, it just wasn't working, and they kept going to it. Like that was surprising, at least from a play calling aspect from Lucchetti. Yeah, there was just I I think uh, confusing is a good way to describe the the overall game plan. I know we wanted to start with a question that we've asked before on the show. Uh, years ago, actually, um, is Jordan Love bad? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I mean, I'm still not sold that he's good. That he's there was like know. a point in the game where he was like five for like sixteen passing in this. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah, and, and even like midway through, I think he was eleven for twenty-two. But I did see this nugget floating around Twitter. I think Fox actually put the graphic up during the game. Um, He was better statistically in this game than Aaron Rodgers was in Aaron Rodgers' first start against the Bears in 2008. So that kind of doesn't feel good. (laughs) And at the same time, like, like his completion percentage was bad, like almost for the duration of this game. Wasn't good, right? But then the Bears just kept giving the Packers opportunities. But and then by the end of the day, like here are Jordan Love's full numbers. 15 for 27, 245 yards passing, three touchdowns, and a passer rating of 123.2. Didn't feel impressive, but at the end of the day, you look at the stats like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I take that no matter how we got it. Blown coverage is fine. Okay, but here's where I'm at on this. Maybe I'm just being stubborn. Good for him. Good for Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Matt LaFleur completely outcoached Alan Williams, Matty Refluis, whatever. I mean, it was obvious. And, and that was a legitimate question in Wisconsin. We talked about it with Mike Keller the other day on the show. How much they're going to be looking at. What does Matt LaFleur look like without Aaron Rodgers? It, good for them. You're telling me a Vic Fangio defense lets Jordan Love look like that? No. 
right? Ah. Come on. Come on. The Bears' defense today was, in my opinion, more disappointing than the offense. I expected offensive growing pains. I didn't like the game plan. We can get into that in a little bit. We can pick that apart because I have problems with it. But 20 points, I thought that would have been enough to win this game. Defensively, the Bears were horrible. They were a little better at times stopping the run. But third down, you cannot allow them to be 9 of 16 on third down. A number of those conversions were third and longs that were relatively easy to convert. Wide open guys. Jordan Love hit all day. and All day. All day. I mean, Matt LaFleur was feeling it. He realized he was going to get Aaron Jones isolated on TJ Edwards, who's known for being a good coverage linebacker. It didn't still, work. Still, mis- still mismatch. It's a mismatch, which, time. but that's what I'm talking about. The coaching, he created that. He saw it. They executed it. I think You're- at that moment, I, I commented to to Kevin Fishbane sitting right next to me in the press box. I'm like, oh wow, the middle of the field is like wide open. Yeah. And all it takes is like your 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 front four has to get home in that instance. Has to. Not enough pass rush in this game. And a lot of money spent on that pass rush. Not good enough. Not good enough. They can use the the lack of playing together in the preseason training camp and whatnot as an excuse, but only to a point. At the end of the day, I mean, they didn't get it done. Nine for 16, the Green Bay Packers were on third down. Nine for 16, the Bears, three, four, 13, including a, a sneak by the tight end. Yeah. You know, it started off okay. You got that little scrum on the sideline. Not going to take an extra. It was a legal hit that Jair Alexander put on Justin Fields. It was also unnecessary. Justin was clearly running out of bounds. Sent a little message. The Bears came back. Got in his face. A little scrum on the sideline. Refs sort of let it happen. Cleaned it all up. And then, bam, stupid-ass penalty at the end of all of that when it was all over. Set the Bears back, didn't get the first down. Well, no, that was offsetting. Those are offsetting. Yeah, but the second flag came in late on the Bears for a shove well after the whole thing was broken up. No, Otherwise, those were offsetting. The, the DJ Moore shove on Alexander? Yeah. Those were offsetting. I know it was offsetting. You're saying that they called two penalties right there? Yes. That there wasn't already a Packer one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. My th- what but my, my point is, okay. regardless, the S in hits that they don't stop talking about, that the players are probably essentially annoyed with by now. Well, be smart. Where was the smartness in any of this game? Um, the opening kickoff had a unsportsmanlike conduct it did. or, or a personal foul penalty. I'm trying to pull up that play. Um I tweeted this earlier. That drive you're talking about still ended in three points. All that extra energy, all that extra passion in that moment. Lucas Patrick sprinting 25 yards to protect Justin Fields. It's fine in that moment. Like I'm okay with it. It wasn't a dirty hit. He was well in bounds when the contact was first made. That's where I stand on it. Um, Alexander's probably sending a message. 
But that possession, correct me if I'm wrong, still ended in three points. Yeah. He had two long drives that ended in three points. It's six points at halftime. Yes. That felt very like those are the <laughs> my feeling in that, that moment was well, Aaron Rodgers will make you pay for this. He usually does. You can't beat Aaron Rodgers with field goals. And you know what? Jordan loved two, I guess. Same thing happened. Same things played out. We've seen this story before. Bears get good drives, some consistency going, some efficiency going. Stall in the red zone, three points. Happened twice. There's your six points. Those were like the the Bears lost to Aaron Rodgers a lot that way, and they just lost to Jordan Love that way too. Yeah. And I guess that's where we can get into the game plan a little bit. But I don't know if it's a lack of trust in the O-line, a lack of trust in Justin Fields. They weren't throwing the ball downfield. And you know what? Whatever. Here's what it boils down to me. And I apologize for those that saw CHGO already tonight and heard me talk about this. You traded the number one overall pick for DJ Moore. You find a way to get more than two targets. And when Devontae, when Devontae Adams has a bad game, the bad game looks like this. Ten targets, four catches, 40 yards, no touchdowns. Twelve targets, five catches. Like, they still try to get him the ball. You cannot trade the number one overall pick for DJ Moore and then throw him the ball twice. And just one one possession. (laughs) I, I don't really care what the reasoning is, whether it's bad game plan, bad adjustment, bad scheming, the quarterback failing to throw him the ball, like whatever you want to blame, it's unacceptable. The easiest thing to blame right now is the offensive line. If you want to tell me, if, if Luke Getzi wants to tell me, I didn't trust the offensive line, we had to get the ball out quick. Okay, fine, I understand that. But at some point, there's got to be some opportunity to take shots. And I think there was. I really do. You got to watch the film on certain things, but... Like, I can understand that argument. Even DJ Moore and some players in the locker room hinted at that. Like, you know, we're sorting things out in the offensive line. And, and I get that. Again, there's three guys playing in new places, and that just started a week ago. Nate Davis, I'm counting, because he's barely done anything until this week. Mm-hmm. I'll buy that, but eventually you have to adjust if it's not working. Like, what was Field saying? Like, if you if you see, you know, we make a block there, it's 15, 20 yards, there's a gain there. But you're not blocking those guys. Chase Claypool can't get blown up at the line of scrimmage for TFL. I mean, what about run the ball, play action, shots downfield? Why is everything so horizontal? If you are going with a horizontal game plan, why is EQ inactive when he's your best blocking wide receiver? That's a good point right there. If if you're going to have Tyler Scott active and then only throw him the ball twice... And basically not use him at all after the first drive. Why is Velas Jones not active when he's a better kick returner? Like, think- there's, there's nothing made sense out of those. Even it started with the inactives, quite frankly, when I was already scratching my head before the game even started. 
I actually think one of those Tyler Scott catches was a check down where he was a decoy and nobody decided to cover him like in the far left flat. Fields got to him. Protection was good. Check down. That's fine. Like you, you need to stack completions. I'm not going to forget what I've said in previous podcasts. That's good. Stack completions, find a rhythm, get going. But where are the throws down the field? Like, DJ Moore, he gets you into the red zone, almost gets you into the end zone. Go find single coverage with him in that tight area. You, you, you know you can. Teams do it all the time. Motion yeah. him into it. Let him by, be your best player. By the way, I apologize. I uh, That cold I was dealing with earlier in the week, it went away. I was good. And then, like, today, I think it was the bad football. Maybe it's allergies today. Maybe it's the bad. Maybe I'm allergic to bad football. No, no, but coming home, it's just been full. The floodgates are open here. Got some tea ready here. It's been a long day. I think the Bears are trying to kill me. You and many others, apparently. (laughs) Just can't deal with that. Bad game plans like that. Oh, man. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, 
an official partner of The Athletic. Uh, what else do we need to touch on? People want us to blame Justin Fields. I mean, I don't think he was good. I also like on the on the list of reasons why they lost his game. Obviously, the interception was terrible. It, it got progressively worse for him in the second yeah. half. Started to snowball. But I'll tell you this, like, gets Tampa next week. Like, why did this offense look complete? This looked like the offense they were trying to run earlier last year when then they ended up switching it, admitting that they needed to change it. So, do they need to go back to more quarterback design runs to open things up? I mean, maybe. Whatever adjustments they make, they can't wait. They can't wait till week six or week week six this year, or week seven, or whatever that was. Trip to New England was feels bad. He needed to be, be. He needed to be better than Jordan Love. Can we just leave it at that? Right. He should have been better than Jordan Love. Should have been. And at times, I would say in the first half, he did look better. Even though the Packers had the lead. The Bears had two big drives. Not big drives, but like drives where they moved the ball. Again, they got six points when they needed 14. But they moved the ball. wasn't awful. But then things got progressively worse. Pick six. Lost the fumble. It's not good. You got this passing chart. It looks vaguely familiar to previous teams we used to cover yeah for those looking at the uh or watching on youtube you can see this uh if you're listening to the podcast try to explain it as best we can but zach pearson tweeted out the uh, next gen stats passing chart for justin fields um 37 passing attempts in the game and only four of them went past 10 yards he was two for four on those throws one of them being the touchdown one of them being an interception and yeah just when you put it graphically in front of you and how horizontal it is it just brings back awful memories of his rookie year i just counted that was eight completions behind the line of scrimmage eight you have this big arm quarterback through the ball all over down the field at Ohio State. And I, and I get it. You don't have that same offensive line, but that arm is there. But there's other ways to get those shots, namely play action. Like, why are we having the same conversations we're having in 2021? And maybe we should have seen this coming. I mean, we're thinking the preseason's fool's gold, teams are hiding stuff. Remember he had negative four air yards in uh, week one of the preseason? Everything was horizontal. He was three for three. All those big plays, but they were all just catching runs. I mean, did that give them a false sense of what they could do? Greg Braggs was complaining all of training camp that they weren't taking shots downfield. And I was kind of like, yeah, well, they're trying to work on the intermediate stuff. They know that he could throw the deep ball. See, I I thought they were, but they weren't just connecting. They were few and far between in camp. Well, maybe that's why they didn't do it. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess we should have seen this coming. But, but you know what worked throughout training camp every single day, regardless of the coverage who was on them. DJ Passes Moore. To DJ Moore. Two. You saw that uh, 
two-point conversion he almost caught. Like, that was an incredible catch. And if he doesn't land on that guy's camera, it's a catch. Yeah. That guy's camera. Like, you got to give that guy chances to make plays for you. You can't just target him twice. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some people are 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 going to be worried about Justin Fields after this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop anybody for thinking anything right now. This was the one scenario you couldn't, and you could say you're overacting. It's week one. This is this is more than just week one. It didn't really matter what week this performance happened in. This was against Green Bay. This was against the Packers. This was the new era. We said it. Others said it. The Bears said it. The Bears put that out this week on Twitter. The start of a new era. Before the game was even played. I feel like it. (laughs) No, it feels like the same damn show we've been doing for years on this show. In our ninth season here. (sighs) A.A. Ron on uh, commenting, this was the nuclear scenario. It was about as bad as you could have drawn it up. And then it was worse than that. And it got progressively worse. Yeah. Because, like, at least they were in the game. You're like, oh, they're playing horrible. They're getting outplayed. But, like, it's a 10-point game going to the fourth quarter. No. And at that point, Aaron Jones wasn't even in anymore. So they don't have Christian Watson. They don't have Aaron Jones. They don't have Aaron Rodgers. They're throwing the guys you nobody's ever heard of. The one rookie we know about, Jaden Reed, because we talked about him, he gets hurt. He's cramping up. It, it, unbelievable. Any bright spots for you? Um, I thought Trent Gill had a great game. <laughs> the punter, okay. Uh, Roshan yeah. Johnson. Late. He, he might be the Bears' uh, hurry-up third down back there, too, huh? Um, See that? Yeah, I was... All, all of a sudden, he was like the only running back you noticed. Well, late well, there, like, well, and that's I wanted to bring this up too. There was a point where Khalil Herbert wasn't playing anymore. Yeah, Foreman was in for a bit. Then it became Johnson. You know, towards the end of the game, um, he was your hurry up running back. Good pass catcher, good in pass protection. Hard nosed runner will always get you positive yardage. Question marks there, maybe. Um, it is week one. You try to avoid overreaction, but. Man, that uh, the mooted soldier field. I, I don't know what Nick gave you guys on your on your podcast, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Like, take it, us. What we've been in a lot of bad locker rooms post game. What what? I mean, you you're more qualified than than anyone to to talk on this. Like, just what did it seem like? It was down. It was down. Like not 2019 bad down where you know like oh shit like. This this could go bad. Like it, it didn't have that vibe. Like okay. Demarcus Walker, confident. Jermaine Edmonds, confident. And, and you know those are guys who've been from winning teams. Like T.J. Edwards, confident. Those are guys from winning programs, right? But like there was some I don't know call it confusion or call it shock that they got beat up this bad. That's one way to put it. It emptied fast. You know how it goes. You know, losses 
like this usually lead to empty locker rooms. But I would say that the general feel that I got from players in the locker room, the mood, the temperature of the locker room was shock, shock, and maybe a little disbelief. That's where I was. I mean, I obviously gave a pretty confident 10-point Bears prediction that looks silly. I get that. But I really, obviously, I was open to the idea that they could lose this game. They always lose to the Packers. And that was like the one caveat. I was like, yeah, this could go bad. I didn't think that they'd get run out of the building. That That's what was shocking about it. The energy was so good in Soldier Field at the beginning, too. It's loud. Well, we, we felt it at the CHGO tailgate earlier yeah. today. Like, that that was definitely the most excitement that has been around Soldier Field since the last time they opened up against the Packers yeah, in 2019. And, and, and there were reasons to, to be optimistic. Some big name signings on defense, right? Some new names, players you, you know. Some, some talented players in the secondary. Justin Fields in his third year, second year in this offense. DJ Moore, such a loud ovation for his introduction. Turnhall Wright got a big one, too. Nate Davis was kind of subdued. And the energy was great. Energy was great to begin with. You know, Tyreek Stevenson with a big hit, you know, for the defense. Yeah. Obviously, things stalled for the Bears offense in that first one, but the energy was great. They couldn't keep up with the to use DJ Moore words. They couldn't keep up with the juice. They didn't. They didn't bring the juice and the hype themselves to this game. But like, how does that happen? Like, isn't that what the hits principle is all about? Well, I think you're you're onto something though with the S. I mean, I don't. They didn't take care of the ball. They didn't take the ball away. They didn't play smart. Holding calls. Braxton Jones had a bad game. Braxton Jones had a bad... What was up with the... Yeah, you talk about offensive line cohesion. Did you notice that from the press box? Like, even half the time they they weren't even calling it. Something was off with, like, the cadence and how the ball was being snapped and when guys were firing off the line. It was weird. Uh, At one point, you saw it on TV, right? a penalty was called on the ball start on the entire offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, again, that was one of the signs coming into this game that, hey, these guys haven't practiced a lot together. This may not work out. Yeah. Like, so if if Luke Getty has an excuse, that's it. But where's the adjustments in this game? Like, they weren't like God awful. This isn't like Cleveland Browns. Let's just hit the crap out of Justin Fields awful. Wasn't that bad. There were still opportunities to move the ball. They ran the ball okay. Like, where's the adjustments? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I we're, look, we're in year three of Justin Fields. I'm not saying we're there yet, but you're starting to get into territory, and we know this going into this year. Like, the Bears have to know what Justin Fields is. And this is not a good start. <laughs> no, I was literally about to say that. And, and you could give all the excuses in the world, but good quarterbacks find a way to still make plays. It, they just do. 
And and I'm not saying it's going to be like pretty the whole game, but and, and you know what he did it at that one point like where he it seemed like he made a check on that touchdown the to Mooney and just said screw it I'm finally going to throw the ball downfield I got him good for him but then he came back on the was that the very next possession with the interception yeah and that was just a terrible throw into coverage never mm-hmm. saw quite well quit there's walk. a few of those actually. Yeah. Maybe one that preceded it. Like, like, whoa, okay. He's going to let it fly now. Yeah. The Boo Birds are out early in week one. Well, the Bears deserve those Boo Birds today. But, uh, all right, well. <sighs> Better We've beat the Bucs. Better beat the Bucs. Got the Chiefs in week three. That Bucks defense isn't bad. Well, everyone was just like... The Bucs still made the playoffs last year. Like, I didn't think they were going to... Look, there's going to be some week one correction. I don't think the Bucs are that great of a team. But they're also not a pushover. Like any assumption you're just going to Tampa where it could be super hot. You're in the sun. That could work against you. It has in the past with the Bears. But you think it's going to be any easier to move the ball next week? Yeah, against that Bucks defense? Ah. 90-degree heat. I haven't looked at the, the forecast yet, but this is the time of year. We've, we've covered a few of these games out of Tampa. They can, they can get a bit crazy, too. Yeah. It's, it's hot. It's humid. The players are cramping. The decision making by the coaches and the players on the field seem off. You're throwing trick plays to Paul Asiki that forever change your offensive, your best <laughs> offensive lineman forever. That type of stuff happens in Tampa Bay. Chris Connie has pick sixes. Is that the same game? I think so. Yeah. And talk, and he wasn't afraid to talk to talk after the game. No, he wasn't. I think he was talking to Rich Campbell in that moment, getting which he deserved. Quite frankly, good for him. Just gotta find a win, find a way to win. Um, I will say this: there's probably some correct. We always see week two corrections. The Bucks are probably not as good as they showed going into Minnesota winning. The Bears, I. Maybe I'll eat these words too, but I don't think the Bears are as bad as they showed today. They better not be. Yeah. Or they're in some deep trouble. <laughs> they're that bad. Well, if we're getting way ahead of ahead of ourselves, but if they lose against the Buccaneers with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, maybe a healthy Travis Kelsey in week three. Got some problems. You're 0-3. And didn't Russell Wilson look better today? Was I following uh, that? I haven't checked this. Yeah, I, I wasn't watching that game closely, but I was seeing tweets and stuff like that, or maybe getting some texts. You got the Broncos coming in week four. <sighs> All right. Well, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, uh, the brand new Twitter account, which we appreciate everybody that's jumped on there. Over 3,000 followers at Hogan Johns. Please check it out and hit follow if you haven't already. 
and all the merch is up at hogueandjohns.com. Uh, my column is up. There you Headline. go. Bears get a stinging reminder that the Packers remain superior in every way. I think it's already up to like 70, 80 comments in 45 minutes. They're it's probably hot. very calm and reasoned and nice <laughs> comments. Just complimenting <laughs> you on your story. Not one yet. Come on. Someone give it yeah. to me. We were actually uh, talking on CHO like what the headline could be on like the back page of the Sun Times tomorrow, and uh, I like the one where it's just what the hell, <laughs> what the hell, WTF? Yeah. <laughs> Someone else said you could just like put the poop emoji on there. Yeah. Just have that. Oh man, that was about as bad as it could be. Um, we're not going anywhere though. We've been through this before. No matter what happens. We'll stick with it, and we'll back Tuesday. We'll talk you through it. Yeah, and we'll have more comments from Matt Eberflus. We'll get a chance to rewatch it, which should be a very enjoyable experience. And we'll uh, talk it out with you on Tuesday. Tuesday morning. I think we'll go live this week. We've been doing yeah. that. I'll probably do that again Tuesday morning. Coffee with Hogan Johns. Uh, again, please check out the website hoganjohns.com where all the merch and we do have that voicemail line 872 I'm sure the voicemails uh, which we always play on Tuesdays don't forget got to tune in for that the voicemails from this game <laughs> again get, calm, get, get the bleep button ready yeah oh boy all right well um Good job by you. You can read all Johns' coverage, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. All our coverage at allchgo.com. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday. See ya. New Year, same old f***ing bears.